0: The first thing that comes out of your mouth is some version of, is that true? So what I mean by that is, you wanna ask somebody, is what I believe to be your problem, really your problem? Or am I totally missing something? At Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym.
1: Everybody starts with the best
0: case scenario in mind. Never sell anything. To anybody who is not in the market for what you have.
1: The only reason we work out is to create the opportunity to recover.
0: And the healthcare provider of the future
1: is the coach. And this is why you guys need to get paid well. Because what you're doing is really, really hard work. All right, guys. Welcome to this episode of Turning Pro on the Active Life Podcast. I'm Larry Geyer. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Sean today. Very excited for it.
0: What's up, man? How are you today? I'm good.
1: Cool. So what I would love to hear you kind of unpack for people is how you can engage a client or a member of your gym in a conversation about personal training that they, that you know, they need to have in a way that the listeners today can walk away with an actionable, I can do this in five minutes conversation.
0: Got it. I'm happy that we're talking about this today. Because it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of coaches know that they could help people, but they're afraid to start the conversation because they feel like they're being pushy or they're being sleazy when they ask somebody to pay them money for something that, frankly, a lot of coaches feel like they should be getting in the class.
1: Yeah, I remember being there.
0: Yeah, and me too. The irony of the whole thing is that if you don't ask somebody, if it's okay if you help them, then you end up taking their money and not providing them the service that they paid for. Right. Oftentimes. So yeah, we have a, a, a sequence that we go through with coaches and gym owners that we teach in the pro path and the immersion course that helps them to engage the conversation without ever feeling pushy or sleazy. Can you,
1: can you before you even tell us how to start this conversation? Cause I don't know if I want to jump right out of the gate with the magic bullet. What I want people to understand is why the magic bullet matters for them. And what I would love for you to unpack is why someone would ever have an issue feeling pushy or sleazy, approaching someone for that conversation? Why would that even happen? Because I imagine there are a lot of people out there who can relate to that.
0: I think the number one reason why people feel that way, just having felt that way myself, is because A, they're not confident that they can actually deliver the results that they're trying to sell to somebody. B, they're thinking about it from the, I need to make more money, so this person needs to buy perspective, which is the wrong way to think about it it's this person needs this and I can't help them with the service I'm currently providing in the matter I'm currently providing it, which might be group class or the free tips you give. Or three, the person doesn't actually need it. And now you feel like you're trying to shove something down someone's throat who doesn't want or need it. And the number one rule that we teach people when they're going to be selling anything to anybody, and this doesn't just go for fitness professionals, although I know we're talking to fitness professionals now, it's any business owner, anyone who does any kind of sales is only sell to people who are in the market for what you have and always sell to people who are in the market for what you have. So what I mean by that is if you know somebody needs what you can do, then their life would be better if they bought it from you. You shouldn't feel bad about selling that to them.
1: Right. I mean, if you see that to be the truth, then selling them actually becomes the empathetic thing to do.
0: We've talked over and over and over again about our girl, Brittany. You know, I mean, if you guys haven't heard that story before, we interviewed Brittany on the Shrugged Collective, the two of us together. Long story short, Brittany was dealing with shoulder pain and cried on the phone the third time that we talked because I failed to sell her the first two times and she ended up getting surgery. Was it twice? Did she have two surgeries? She had two surgeries and they wanted to do number three and number four. And that's when I was like, no, no, let's just, let's try it. What's the worst that can happen. But on the, on the third call, she was like, look, I, I can't afford that. And I wouldn't let her off the phone until she bought it. And she was crying as she would say, ugly crying. But the belief that I had was if this woman doesn't buy from us, she's going to end up getting surgery three, surgery four, and maybe not get her results. Right. What's the worst that happens here? Let's try it. Right. And she ended up buying and she she'll tell anybody who will listen that it's the best idea she ever had.
1: Yeah, and I guess the trade there for her is, you know, whatever whatever the price was at the time for her to buy the year up front, the question that we could have asked her is, Hey, would you rather can I pay you this much to keep your pain? Can I pay you this much to keep all of the things that you can't do anymore?
0: Right. And the the answer to that question is almost always no for people. What's left, the reason why they're still not necessarily gonna buy, even if the answer is no is they lacking the certainty that you can help them. Right. And, and that's totally understandable. So we can get into that on another show yeah. where we'll talk about um, how to make sure that people trust you when you know you can do the thing. On this show, what I really want to focus on is how to have that conversation.
1: I love, yeah. Forgive me. That's a rabbit hole I enjoy that's okay. very much. So, okay. So you're at the point where you're like, all right, I know this person needs me. I'm very, very confident I can help this person. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is not too much forward progress. Best case scenario is massive forward progress. Mm -hmm. You see the person, you get the courage together to have the conversation. You open your mouth. What comes out?
0: The first thing that comes out of your mouth is some version of, is that true? So what I mean by that is you want to ask somebody is what I believe to be your problem, really your problem? Or am I totally missing something
1: guys? You're just showing the person, First of all, you're demonstrating your intent to understand where they're at. Yes. And you're showing that you understand where they're at. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So question number one would be, is that true? And is that true could be, hey, I noticed you holding your back today after whatever. Are you experiencing back pain? That's a version of, is that true? Got it. it. could be, hey, today I saw that you, re- you looked really frustrated on double unders. Is that true? It could be, you know, hey, I noticed that you were rowing again today when everyone else was running. Is something bothering you? Those are all different versions of is that true? And the reason that we asked that first is because as humans, it's very easy to project what we believe onto other people. And if we miss, then it becomes a conversation about something only one of us wants.
1: Right. And it could be damaging. Totally. So, okay, this person's like, shit, wow, they, okay. So they notice that. I'm not gonna lie, my ego's not that intense,
0: yeah, why would you
1: yeah man, I mean, definitely definitely gets here, it definitely bothers me,
0: yeah, so question number two will be how long has that been a problem okay. because now you're seeking to understand well, did that happen today because something that just happened today or is brand new, we're not gonna try to intervene yet there's nothing there
1: right it could it could just be a twenty four it could just be an anomaly
0: totally, you and the biggest yet. like i I remember when I was in the clinic, people would come in all the time and be like. Hurt myself today. Can I come in? I'm like, I mean, you can. <laughs> you can. Right. But it's really not. It, it, sleep on it.
1: So you're right. So in other words, wait a week, see if it's still even a thing. Yeah. Got it. So, so the reason we're asking them, hey, how long, is to find out exactly how serious of an issue this actually is.
0: Well, we want to see if it's something that, that has had an opportunity to work itself out. Right. We want to see if it's something that had an opportunity to, to train away. Let's, let's see if there's actually had room for anything to get in between the person and the problem.
1: Okay. All right, so let's say they say, um, honestly, it's kind of been like that for as long as I can remember.
0: Wow. Okay. So if you're a coach in a gym, I think it's, a, it's, it's on you to apologize for that. It's right. been your job to help this person not have that problem and you haven't noticed and you haven't asked. Apologize. So I mean, like just <laughs> the way you just said that, I responded the way I would normally respond. Wow. I'm sorry. I never noticed. Right. Okay. Well, question number three is what, you know, what have you tried to fix that? Because now you need to know what, have they done the things that you're going to ask them to do? So, you know, is that true? How long has it been a problem? And what have you tried?
1: And so I love that you start with, you know, are they going to do the things that you would have otherwise asked them? Because if they have, then... It's not your problem to solve anymore, Then you're it? done.
0: Get out of there. Right. You no longer have something that, that they want or need.
1: Right. Right. So let's say they say, uh, yeah, man, you know, I don't know. I just, I guess it feels tight all the time. You know, I, I stretch a yoga try. It doesn't really work. Or, you know, sometimes I throw a lacrosse ball back there um, mm-hmm. and, you know, it feels better for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing to, the thing to consider there, Larry, is they might think that they do what mm-hmm. you would do. Meaning they might think that, you know, oh, I do some mobility work, I did some strengthening, and it really hasn't done anything for me. And, and me, the coach, might think, oh, well, I would just give them some mobility work and some strengthening so I can't go any further. Get specific. Find out if they did specifically what you
1: would All do. All right, so can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, so
0: like I just said, someone says, oh, I did mobility work and, and strengthening. I, I personally would ask them, would you, would you mobilize? Right. How did you know that was what you needed to right. mobilize? How did you
1: pick that? Yeah. How
0: much did it improve by? Right. Did that change your se- you know it's, it's, it's a totally different conversation maybe you're listening to this and you don't do what we do that's okay you know hey your your, your technique still hasn't improved what have you tried uh, I watched YouTube videos I stayed after class I took you know coach, coach Larry's tips okay and they didn't work no question number four why do you think those things didn't work got genuinely it. try to find out
1: got it so so someone's like yeah I tried X Y and Z um, why didn't it work
0: yeah. Why didn't it work? Because the person might tell you something as simple as, well, I didn't really do it. Okay. Well, do you think if you did it, it would work? Right. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well then stop trying to sell them something or would you like some accountability? You know, but because there j- are people,
1: there are people that can be straightforward about the fact that they need
0: accountability. hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. I'm one of them. I mean, yeah. If If I didn't have a team to be accountable for, we'd be a disaster. Got it. <laughs> so, I mean, question number four is why do you think those things didn't work? And find out, maybe the person says, I'm just a really, really emotional person. And every time that I struggle with something, I just go off the deep end. If you're a coach who can't handle emotional people, get out of dodge. Don't move forward. You don't have to be a tough career, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. But either way, this is not your client. So question number four is why do you think that didn't work? Or why hasn't that worked?
1: Got it. So let's say they have absolutely no conception because they like, that's their brick wall, right? Let's uh, I don't know. Okay. Right?
0: No, oh, I, look, I hear you. Most people don't. And and that's that's reasonable. That's why they're talking to you. That's why you're the professional. So question number five is, well, is it a priority for you to find out? I love that one. You know, is it a priority for you to fix this or is it a whenever it happens, it happens kind of thing? Right. Because if they don't care, move on.
1: Right. So, So that kind of seems like what I love about these questions is that one so well leads to the next and each one tells you more and more about whether or not it's worth your time to even try talking to this person. hundred percent. Right. So if they, if if they respond with, uh, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. It's not that big a deal. I can, I I can can deal with it.
0: Great. Then I would say, well, you can deal with it, but do you want to deal with it? Or, or if, if it would go away, would you want it to?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be nice.
0: Okay. Well, is it a priority for you? meaning is it something that you want to spend time and effort on or is it whenever it happens, it happens kind of thing and you're just going to hope for the best. Yeah,
1: I feel like like I'm just going to see how it goes. I I might just be going too hard or whatever it is. I feel like I could just be a little more responsible maybe and just not do the stupid stuff that I know I shouldn't do.
0: Perfect. So at this point, if we were having this conversation and you were my prospective client and say, Larry, awesome. If this ever becomes a priority for you, Please know I'm here and I'm ready to help you.
1: Perfect. You're letting the middle. You're a resource.
0: I'm a resource. I love it. I'm and not going to try to sell you something today because you don't want the resource, right. but I could be.
1: So let's go to the flip side. So honestly, that'd be great because this is getting really annoying.
0: Yeah, so you're saying this is a priority.
1: Yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Well, then, you know, very simple. If I would you, learn that from our friend Xander Fryer, if I made some time, would you want to do an assessment with me to find out if working together one-on-one could fix your problem? The way we say that is, if I, would you like to, not would you mind, would you give me, this is not for you. This is for them. So if I, would you like to do a one-on-one assessment to find out if working together one-on-one could fix this problem? Because now you're also pre-framing. If we find in the assessment that this is going to be a solution, I'm going to ask you to buy one-on-one sessions. They understand that coming in. Does that make sense?
1: Perfect sense. Yeah, so so what they're what they're understanding by the end of these six questions if you've made it to the sixth question.
0: Sure. Abort anytime be, before yeah, that. Yeah, you have abort a bunch of stopping people off. Don't want it. Right.
1: There are a it. Bu- there every question is a stopping off point. I mm-hmm. love that. So, let's say you get to the sixth question. You get to the sixth question and they say yes. If you do a good job here, they understand that on the other side of this assessment showing That they, quote unquote, test positive for needing your help, Mm -hmm. that one-on-one sessions are in order.
0: Yeah, because the whole purpose of the meeting was, would you like to get together to find out if working together one-on-one could fix this problem? Right. If they say yes, then their ambition is that you're going to tell them you can help them. That's their hope.
1: How how often are... Are these conversations going on in gyms right now? In your opinion,
0: I don't think these conversations are going on in gyms. I think that they're happening in in a different way, and the way that they're happening is what leads to people not wanting to have them. Mm. They're happening in the way of, you know, hey, that doesn't look good. You know, do you want to? Do you want some help with that?
1: Mm. No, that's an attack, isn't it?
0: Well, right. And the coach doesn't realize that the coach's intention is the best. Right. But then what happens is the member says, no, I don't, I don't really want that. And all of a sudden, the coach is like, oh, "Nobody wants one-on-one training." Got it. No, they do. You're just not asking right.
1: Okay, so you're you're suggesting you're suggesting, and I hope that I hope that this is the case. I believe this is the case. You're suggesting that way more people than coaches are aware of would actually love to be engaged in these conversations. Without
0: a doubt, dude. We teach this to gym owners and we teach this to coaches, and all of a sudden, like I mean, in 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 one case in in a gym and. I don't remember where they are, but they went from making like $22,000 a month to making $43,000 a month in the last three months. No, it was a, that was a domestic gym. Whoa. It was a Canadian gym that did that also, but all because they just started having these conversations with their members. People want solutions to their problems and they want them on a high level.
1: So, so you're suggesting that walking around in every single gym is way more juice to be squeezed than coaches and gym owners are currently considering.
0: There's way more juice to be squeezed and that's the most empathetic thing to do. Remember this. People won't say yes if they don't want or need it. It's all about they have to want or need it. Now, because it starts off with rule number one. Only sell to people who are in the market for what you have.
1: And all you're doing here is finding out whether or not these people are in the market.
0: That's it. I would ask every single person in the gym. Every single person. I would call every single member in the gym and ask them, what their biggest struggle in the gym has been. And when they told me, I would say, great. How long has that been a problem? Wow. I missed that. I apologize. And then go through all those questions and find out which of them want to work with us one-on-one. So let's go through. Let's just role play those questions real quick. And then we'll wrap up this show so people can go out into the gym and start using it. Yeah,
1: love it. All right, I'm going to be the athlete.
0: Sure. So Larry, I noticed that you were holding your back after deadlift today. Are you dealing with some back pain? uh yeah you know it comes and goes okay how long have you been dealing with
1: that for it's kind of always been like that
0: always been like that
1: yeah it's not really too much of a bother but it's it's been there for a while
0: like since before you joined the gym or only since you've been a member of the gym
1: it's always kind of been a thing but lifting heavy definitely lights it up a little bit
0: dude you've been here for like three years i'm sorry i never noticed that
1: yeah i you know i'm never didn't really complain about it right
0: okay well what i mean have you done anything to try to fix it
1: um yeah you know i i stretch every day and, um, I think if I don't stretch, then as long as I'm not stretching it, it, it when I don't stretch, it gets worse. And, um, sometimes a foamer a little bit before a workout, and that kind of helps.
0: Okay. Well, why do you think those things haven't worked to fix it full on? Like, why, why do you think you're still dealing with it?
1: Um, I don't know either. I'm not doing the right stretches or I'm not doing it enough or, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think I just kind of always been tight like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a me thing.
0: Dude, a lot of people are always tight like that. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people who have always been tight like that who don't have to be. So let me ask you something. Is it a priority for you to fix this or is it something that you're just like, look, whenever it happens, it happens. It's not a big deal.
1: Um, I haven't even get in the way too bad, but I mean, if, if I knew that I just didn't have to be like that, I'd, I'd probably do uh, do the thing. Yeah.
0: All right. So let me ask you, if if I made some time, would you be interested in doing a one-on-one assessment to see if, Working together one-on-one could be the solution to this.
1: Um, how much is that going to cost?
0: It's free. The assessment's not going to cost you anything. If if the assessment comes up that we find some things that you and I both understand, I could fix with you through you actually following program design, maybe a little bit of mindset change, maybe some rest, maybe some movement changes, then I, I'm going to ask you to buy one-on-one training sessions. But I don't know how many it's going to be until we go through the assessment.
1: Got it. So, so this assessment's going to do what exactly?
0: The assessment's going to determine if the skills that I have as a coach are appropriate to help you make it so that your low back doesn't bother you when you pull off the ground anymore.
1: Uh yeah. That sound yeah, sounds cool.
0: Your enthusiasm is overwhelming. Yeah.
1: I, I get that a lot.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So how does tomorrow at four o'clock sound?
1: Um Yeah, that'll be right before class, right? Yeah, I could do that. Let's do it.
0: Perfect. All right. I'll see you at four o'clock tomorrow. Love it. It's that, it really is that easy. What
1: I love about that, and the reason I kind of wanted to push back on the cost a little bit is because I knew you'd kind of unwrapped a gift there. And it was you talking about how to determine whether or not your skills as a coach could do it, Mm -hmm. right? So I love that you're implying, and I think it's actually important to overtly, to explicitly, yep, overtly imply or just say, if I can't, we're going to help you make better decisions about what the thing is. And I'm going to help you find the person who can do it. Right. Yes. But this is to find out whether or not I have the capacity to, and if I do have the capacity to, and it is a priority, like you've just said, what are we waiting for? That's it. I love it. So can you just rail off in a bullet point form so they can maybe write this down or jot this down if they're listening right now? What are the six questions in order?
0: I can. And then they can also go download the PDF. that It'll okay. be in the show notes. So the PDF cool. will download, we'll, will describe the six questions. PDF in is crisp. Make yeah. sure they get that question. Number one. Uh, is that true? Question number two, how long has it been a problem? Question number three, what have you done to try to fix it? Question number four, why hasn't that worked? Question number five, is it a priority for you or is it a whenever it happens, it happens kind of thing? Question number six, if I made some time, would you like to find out if working together one-on-one can do the job in this case?
1: I love that. It's yeah. so short and sweet.
0: That's it, short and sweet.
1: You guys can use this today today. This is powerful stuff and what's really really cool is that this isn't just about low back pain. You Ooh. guys can use this anytime you can sell anyone on anything whether it's sessions to buy or an idea
0: that's anything. A, that's a rabbit hole. I'm right. with you. It is. I mean let's talk. It, let's
1: stick to sessions today.
0: But but this this this, this is conversational investigation. That's all it is. Hey are you in the market to change your mind about that. That's really all that this is and if the answer is yes, then I'm going to move into how to get you to do it. Cool. If I think I can help.
1: I like it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add?
0: Just tell them to turn pro. pro. Alright, that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Active Life Podcast. And guys, remember, remember, if you are looking to enhance your fitness business, if you're sitting there thinking, man, I would love to be able to go on vacations. I would love to be able to take two weeks off and not have my business fall apart and most importantly most importantly if you want to be a part of the movement that we are creating facilitating and seeing come to life which is coaches and gyms becoming the healthcare clinic of the future helping people who've gotten hurt working out helping people who've been told they have to work out around that having people be told they're too old to do that, find new hobbies. If hearing things like that for your clients is frustrating for you and you want to learn the skills to solve those problems and also get paid very well to do it, head to ActiveLifeProfessional.com and let's get talking. Till then, turn pro.